Welcome everybody to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ. Season six, episode number 35. I know it's been a minute since I've been on. Uh, I know it's been a minute since I released the episode, but I had to take some time off. I've been a busy man. Uh, But today, I'm excited about today's episode. I have a very, very special guest, and I'm going to introduce to you that guest in just one minute. But today's episode, we're actually going to talk about, I'm going to give you guys five tips on how to develop youth basketball players. So before we get started, I'd like to welcome everyone. Um, Again, I know it's been a minute, but like I said, I had to take a break. But um, I got some other things I'm doing now. I'm starting to do some scouting. So my plate is pretty full. But... I got to find time to do my, do my podcast. So uh, I'm excited about this. Um, and I'll tell you about my scouting and, and things like that uh, at the end of the show. So stay on because I'm going to give you all my contact information. Um, but if this is today's your if today is your first time listening to my podcast, welcome. I appreciate you. If you're a subscriber or if you listen to my podcast on a consistent basis, I appreciate you. And I want to give a big shout out to my man, Anthony Plummer, right? For listening to my podcast and also purchasing my SDP book, my skill development playbook uh, book. Actually, and this this is why I'm giving him a shout out. He was at a tournament. uh, I want to say it might've been in Houston, but it was somewhere in Texas. He was at a tournament, bumped into someone that I knew uh, that was from, from my hometown in Conway. And somehow my name came up. He told him that he listened to my show and bought and had purchased my book. And I appreciate it. Man, Anthony, I appreciate you. So I had to give you a shout out on this episode. So let's get started. Tips on how to develop youth basketball players. So I am excited about this episode because I have a very, 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 very special guest today. This particular person is very close to me. She's my road dog, my favorite basketball player, and my own daughter. So y'all welcome my 10-year-old daughter, Nicole, to the show. Nicole, are you excited about being on the podcast with your daddy? I am. I am. Good. So Nicole is a 10-year-old basketball player. She absolutely loves the game of basketball. Uh, I post a lot of videos and pictures of her on my Instagram page, which I will give you at the end of my show, uh, along with her Instagram uh, information. Um, and I've had people reach out to me and tell me they really enjoy seeing her journey. And I have to admit, her journey is totally different, and we're going to get into all that. Um, but people have sent me direct messages and asked me about what they should do with their kids, because they have kids that's around the, around the same age. So I decided, let's get her on the show. Let me give some tips, but it's even better to hear from her. Let her give her own insight on, on her basketball journey. So, Nicole, before we get started, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself? Um, you know, anything that you want to share with them about, about you and being a basketball player and what you love. So, you know, take a little time to tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Yeah, okay. Um, so my name is Nicole. Um, like you said, I love basketball. 
Um, I've been playing for five years. Yep. We started. We started going to the gym. Years. Yeah. I started when I was five, and part of the reason I feel like I fell in love with it is because my dad. He played. He loved it, and it's kind of in my genes. Um, I've worked very hard to get where I am now, and I just have to say it was definitely worth it. Um, um, but yeah, it was really worth it. Um, I work hard. I'm on an AAU team. And it, one of the things that can come out of working hard for basketball is you can be seen as a leader on whatever team you play on. Yeah. Like, I'm considered a leader on my team, and I got there from working hard from day one to now. So why don't you tell everyone who's your favorite player? My favorite basketball player, her name is Skylar Diggins-Smith. She plays in the WNBA for the Phoenix Mercury. She is number four. Um, she used to play for the Dallas Wings. I have her old jersey for the Dallas Wings. And it, then right after I got it, she transferred to Phoenix, but I still wear it all the time. <laughs> yeah, she did. All the time. All right. Well, Nicole, I appreciate you letting everybody look, let everybody know a little bit about yourself. Um, so we're going to get right on into this thing. So I have five tips I'm going to share with everyone today. Tips on how to develop youth basketball players. Now, I will say, I'm not saying that these are the only, this is the only way to do it. I'm not saying that that any other way is bad. This is what I have done. And it's based off of how I grew up, uh, changing some things that I experienced, doing some things that I did experience, and also, um, you know, really paying attention to Nicole. Like, she has complete control over her development. She takes ownership over her development. So she's in complete control. And as her dad and as her coach, I just help guide her along the way, okay? All right, so number one, the number one tip that I have uh, for developing youth basketball players, they have to learn to like it first, okay? Have fun. So here's what I mean. Quick story, Nicole, ever since, now this, I'm gonna be honest with y'all, I tell people all the time that Nicole is different. Okay. And when I say different, meaning she just, when she wants something, she'll do whatever she can to get it. But this is how different Nicole is. When Nicole was about six months, six months old, you might've been a little bit older than that, but she was old enough to say dad, dad. We'll just yeah, say. I think that. I was like one, maybe. No, you was younger than that before you, before you started talking. But she was just old enough to say dad, dad. Right. So she might not have been six months. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I said six months. That's probably what, that's probably not right. But anyway, she was old enough to say dad, dad. She was old enough to be crawling. And I could look at Nicole and say, Nicole, show me your follow through. And she would stick her arm up and show me her follow through. So at that point, I knew that, okay, she's going to play basketball, right? So my whole thing was when I work with her, it has to be fun. Anytime, you know how people talk about falling in love with the game, right? Well, before you can love something, you have to like it first. So when she came to me at the age of like five, talking about daddy, I want to go to the gym. I kind of blew it off 
And I'm like, she ain't really want to go to no go to no gym. She's just saying it because she knew that I would always go to the gym. So when we first would go, it was always about having fun. Nicole, I'm gonna let you tell everybody. What is it when we first when you first start playing? I always told you to do what? Have fun. Have fun and what else? You remember the other thing? Have fun and. And we talked about working hard. Yeah. And 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 being competitive, which is something we'll talk about too. But it was always always about having fun. Uh, when we would go to the gym, we spent thirty minutes in the gym max. And I mean, we're talking about five years old. 30 minutes max in the gym, she would spend 15 of those minutes sitting down. Now, the typical parent would be like, Nicole, you got to get up, quit sitting down. You can't sit down and play basketball. I didn't say anything because I knew she was like, she's five, right? Then she went through a phase of where she would do a rep, like dribble to the basket and make a layup or shoot a layup or dribble to the basket, make a pass. And she would go back to the end of the line and she'd do a cartwheel. I didn't get mad. I just said, you know, she's six or she's seven or however old she was at that time. So in the beginning, it's all about having fun. So Nicole, so here's my question for you. Okay. How important do you think it, it was in the beginning? Because I always stress for you to have fun. How important was that for you when you first started? Um. Well, I do know that if when we started, it wasn't about fun. Well, when we started, I know when I would go to the gym, I'd be like, oh, that's fun. I want to go back. I feel like if at such a young age and I was trying to play sport and I was going to the gym and it was like, got to do this, you got to do that. Like, can't do this, you got to run. Like, all that stuff. Like, that's not good for someone at such a young age. Cause then that's going to make them be like, Oh, I don't want to do this. Cause then I know if I mess up, I'm going to have to run or, you know, like you have to keep it fun because kids at a young age, who's going to want to do something and then know if they're not good at it. And then they're like, everyone messes up. So then know if they do that, like they have to, they'll be like yelling at you or fussing at you. And I mean, no kid really wants to hear that. So y'all heard it from a kid herself. She's 10. And she don't want, and I'm sure she's got other friends. She got other friends that play basketball or play other sports. I'm telling y'all right now, parents, no kid at, at any age, especially at a young age when they're first starting, they want to do the, they want to play the game because they think that it's fun. They want to play the game because they like it. At six years old, they're not going to play in the WNBA in two years. They're not going to play in the NBA next year so there's no point in you thinking that oh my kid has got to go out here and we got to practice for an hour um if they not paying attention i'm gonna make them run no we're not not you shouldn't do that i mean allow them to enjoy once they get to a certain age then they can they they will mature and you can you can raise the stakes you can raise your expectations but in the beginning it was all about it was all about having fun so one of the things that we did was uh, when she was in first grade, she played in this basketball league, uh, which was about 20 minutes from our town. Uh, it was called Emmanuel. And if anybody's out there is, is familiar with upward basketball, it's very similar to that. 
they played the goals were lowered. They played four on four, and um, everybody got equal playing time. But it was fun to her because we had been working on dribbling with our right hand and with our left hand, and you know trying to learn how to shoot the ball the correct way. So when she got a chance to play, she could replicate some of those things we were doing. But she enjoyed it. I didn't put her on an elite team. I didn't try to have her playing on an AAU team and traveling all across the country. I wasn't trying to do that. My first job with her was to make sure she liked it and help her along the way to fall in love with the game. Okay. All right. So that's my first point. They have to like it first. Number two, they will fall in love. Dot, dot, dot. With the game, dot, dot, dot. With the process. Okay. Now, Nicole, I'm going to let you kind of take take charge on this point here, okay? Now, Nicole has completely fallen in love with the process, okay? So I'm gonna give y'all a glimpse of Nicole's schedule. Now, right now, Nicole is taking a break. She's taking time off during the summer um, for, for, you know, this week, next week, she's taking time off, okay? And there's nothing wrong with that. She's 10, so she's taking time off. So this is Nicole's schedule, all right? Sunday, there's a skills class that I coach. She comes to that. Monday morning, she does sports performance training with a guy that I know by the name of Coach Rob. Um, when that's over with, she makes 150 shots, makes 150 shots. Monday night, she comes to another skill class with sixth through eighth graders. So she's playing with girls that are uh, and majority of the girls that's in the class are actually seventh and eighth grade. So they're two years older than she is. Tuesday, she makes 150, 150 shots first thing in the morning. Wednesday, she makes 150 shots first thing in the morning. And then we do a one-on-one, a one-on-one session that evening. And then she typically has practice on uh, Wednesday, after, Wednesday evening with her AAU team. Thursday morning, 150 makes. Thursday evening, skills class. Friday, Friday morning, 150 makes. Friday evening, skills class with the older kids. Saturday, if they're not playing, she takes the day off. And then Sunday, it starts all over again. Now she's 10. Nicole, I, I want you to, I want, and, and this interview is not rehearsed. I didn't tell her what I was gonna ask her. I didn't tell her, hey, you need to say this. At any point, Nicole, have I told you that you had to go to practice? Have I ever told you 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 don't have a choice? No, you've always told me if like sometimes I'd be like, I'm tired, but I'm gonna go to practice anyway. You'd be like, you'll be like, you can take a break. You don't have to come to practice. It's optional. You do not have to come. If you need a break, take it. Yes. And that's important because there's no pressure on her to feel like she has to uh, live up to a certain expectation. So what we've done is she told me what her ultimate goal is. Most kids is make it to the, to the, to play professional basketball. Nicole would love to play the WNBA. So I asked her, I said, so Nicole, what do you have to do before you play the WNBA? Go ahead and answer that question for me. So before you play WNBA, what do you have to be able to do? I need to be able to work hard. I no, no, hold on. 
where do you have to play first? Like what, so you play, what comes right before playing professional? College. College. So before college, you have to be able to make what team? High school varsity. High school. And then before high school, you have? For us, junior high. Junior high. And then before junior high, you have? Middle school. Middle school. So she got middle school, junior high, high school, college, and then WNBA. So everything that we're doing right now, Nicole, tell everybody what we're getting ready. Oh, actually, I say we. What are you getting ready for right now? I, everything that I'm doing right now is getting ready for seventh grade. Seventh grade. So how I look at it is there are certain skills you have to be able to possess to be able to make the seventh grade team. Right hand layup, left hand layup, good understanding of how to shoot the ball, you know, uh, comfortable handling the ball against at least one defender. And she can do all those things right now. But there's still some other stuff we got to work on. So, Nicole, what are we working on mostly right now? Shooting, definitely shooting. Shooting, and what else? What else have we been working on? I said, hey, I'm really coaching you in this area. You remember? Ball handling? Mental. Mental. Yeah, I had to give her a hint. <laughs> mental. So, we're really talking about the mental aspects of the game, right? Now, again, as I said, Nicole is different. She'll sit down and watch a whole basketball game and we'll have a very intelligent conversation about what the other team is doing. And if she sees something that she doesn't know or understand, she'll ask questions. But I don't force her to sit down and watch a basketball game. I tell her, hey, such and such is playing tonight. And if she want to watch it, she'll turn it on in her room or she'll come in my office and watch with me. I can't watch games by myself. Yeah, I, I get that. I understand that, you know. But over time, you will grow to where you can sit down and, and watch, a, watch, a, watch a game by yourself. Um, but let's get back to falling in love with the process. Okay. So why don't you tell people how you develop the process or how, how you end up falling in love with the process? Like, what makes you want to go to the gym? What makes you want to go and visit or work with Coach Rod? What makes you want to get up? and make 150 shots. Now, I want y'all to understand that. She's 10 and she makes 150 shots. Not go to the gym and shoot 150. She makes 150 at 10. What makes you want to do that? Well, I do know that when I was starting basketball, when I was five, I would go to the gym, I'd have fun, I'd dribble and do stuff, like go half court and back. And I realize as I keep going, like I can do it without losing control or I can dribble in place like 12 times without losing it. And I realize in my head, I can go to the gym. And if I go with daddy, I know I can get better. So that would make me want to go to the gym because I knew I would be able to get better and become a better player. So now I'm, I have that same feeling. Like I want to make 150 shots because I know I can get better on my shooting. I want to go to Coach Rob because I know my athleticism can get better. Like, I want to do all that stuff because I know it can make me a better player. So, has there ever been a time... Now, I want people to understand something, okay, before I go any further. I want y'all to understand that this isn't a fairy tale. <laughs> there are days when Nicole goes to the gym and she goes through the motions. 
There are times when she goes to the gym and she's not paying attention. There are times when Nicole goes to the gym and and we could be working on something and she does something just off the wall. I get that. But you know what? At the end of the day, she's 10. And, and as a parent and as a coach, I have to remember that and realize that, that it's not going to be perfect. She's not going to have the focus and the attention span of a collegiate player. But if I can get her to understand what hard work looks like and how to focus and, and block certain things out, or even if it's only for 10 minutes at a time, then she's doing a good job. Because when she gets to college or she gets to high school, she gets to college, then those are some things that we don't have to worry about her trying to learn or having, I'm having to teach her. So, you know, we teach her those things now, but I, at the same time, I understand that it is a process. So um, Nicole just knew from the beginning that, hey, I can work on this and get better. So that made her wanna, wanna, wanna continue to do it. Because when you fall in love with something, Nicole, would you say you're dedicated? Yes. Would you say that you are determined? Definitely. Would you say that you are committed? Definitely. Are you willing to make sacrifices? Yes. There have been multiple times when, like, maybe I was going, wanted to do something on a Saturday, like maybe go shopping or something or go to uh, Urban Air or something, but I have a game or I have practice. I'm not going to be like, oh, I just miss it. That I'm not going to do that because I need to go to practice or I need to go to my game. Like my team needs me. <laughs> so, um, so let's 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 move this along. And 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 again, y'all, you know, this is this is completely her. This is how she feels. Um, you know, now I will have to admit, I've had to massage her brain. You know, when we first started, and kind of get her to understand certain stuff and understand why we're doing things. Um, but over time, she kind of just kind of evolves into her own person. So um, it's a learning process. There's still things that she's learning every single day. So tips to uh, develop youth players. Number one, they have to like it first. Number two, they will fall in love with it, uh, with the game and with the process. Number three, they have to develop a competitive nature. Now, this is something that, that me and Nicole has really been working on. She's competitive. She does not like to lose. Like at anything. There have been times we get in the car and she'll say, I buckled up before you. You know, so I'm like, I turned the car on before you. You know, anything silly. <laughs> you know, so um, we, we, she's always looking to compete in some kind of way. Sometimes it's a friendly way. Sometimes it's, it's a serious way. There are times when she'd be like, Dad, I want to play you one-on-one. -on -one. And she's literally trying to beat me. And there have been times when she was younger, you know, I let her get to three and then I beat her, you know, five to three, or I let her get to four and give her a couple of shots to see if she can win. I can't do that now. I can't let her get to four and then just let her shoot and try to score because um, she'll make it, you know. So she's we've been working on that, that competitive nature. So... Nicole, why don't you talk a little bit about 
your competitive nature. Now, I think she's pretty competitive for a 10-year-old, but she's going to get more competitive as she gets older. But let's just talk about you being competitive. What is it about competition that you just, that you love? Why do you strive to be the best? I mean, it's just something, like, I'm very competitive, and it's something about, like, it doesn't have to be a trophy, doesn't have to be a medal, doesn't have to be a prize, just the fact that I know that I won, that's enough for me. Like, when we'd be in, um, in a skills class, we'll be, uh, we'll normally start off practice with uh, ball handling. We'll go down and back. And this, uh, when I was younger, um, my dad would always have to tell me it's not a race. I'd be like, okay. And in my head, it's like, it's still a race. I have to beat everyone. It's still a race. But when it came to ball handling, as in stationary, going like between the legs and stuff, I'm trying to be the cleanest. I'm trying to, I'm trying not to be the first one to mess up. I'm trying not to mess up at all. I'm trying to make people look at me like, wow, I want to dribble like she does, like not mess up. Like I'm that type of person. It's not always going to be speed. Sometimes it's going to be technique, like shooting technique. Like I'm trying to beat people any type of way that I can. I don't exactly know where I get that from, like where my competitive nature comes from, but I do know it's definitely grown over the years. You know, I, part of that comes from comes from me. So this is how competitive I used to be, especially with shooting. I always wanted people to know that I could shoot the basketball. One day I was in a gym. We have a local gym here that's open to the public. It's got three hardwood courts, air conditioning. You go in there anytime between 7 a.m. and like 9 p.m. and just shoot and play all you want. And when I was either in college or right out of college, I was shooting around by myself. And this random guy comes in and just like, hey, you mind if I shoot with you? And I looked at him kind of crazy because I'm like, why did you, why would you go to a, a gym and not bring your own basketball? So I said, okay, yeah, sure. So we were shooting around and I make three or four in a row, then miss, and he'd take a couple shots and miss. And I got tired of him being there because he was in the way. So I just said, okay, I'm gonna lock in. And I'm going to just start making a bunch of shots and just let him rebound and throw it back to me. So after I made about 15, 16 in a row, he went on down to the other end and got out the way. So I'm that type of competitor. You know, if I see, if, if we're doing a shooting drill in college, if we're doing a shooting drill and the person in front of me makes it, I'm going to make it. If they miss it, I'm going to make it. I want them to know that they can't outshoot me. So you probably got a little bit of that from me. All right, so competitive nature. All right, let's move on to the next point. Point number four, train them for their age and not as a college athlete. So Nicole came to me before this summer and she was talking about lifting weights. Your mama told me that you wanted to start lifting weights with your grandpa. Now, like, she don't need to be lifting weights. I did not say with grandpa. Well, y'all was going to his gym or something, and she was talking about how you was wanting to start lifting weights. I just wanted, like, a four-pound one. Yeah, well, I said, no, she don't need to be lifting weights. Her, she's 10, so she'll need to do that. But I said, you know what? I'm going to get with Coach Rob. I'm going to get with Coach Rob, see if, uh, if he started working with anybody your age, 
and see what we can do. So she showed the interest first. She showed the interest first. And then I got with Coach Rob, told him what my expectations were, what we was trying to do. I didn't want her first introduction in seventh, eighth grade with a, with a coach that really doesn't do anything like that. And, and she hated. And then I have a hard time of her working on her body, her working on her core and her strength and all that stuff. So we got with Coach Rob. Coach Rob works with her for about 30 minutes. That's it. All body weight. She has one little exercise that she normally do with a little six-pound medicine ball that fits in her hand, and she works on pushing it up. And he has her in a, in a, in a lunge position. And that's the toughest thing. That's tough. That's tough for her. Um, but I, we're, she's training for her age, not as a college athlete. Okay. She got plenty of time to run bleachers, to run on the track, you know, to run two miles. We ain't trying to do all that. I'm training her as a 10 year old. Now I push her and I show her what hard work is but I train with her, I train her as a 10 year old. So Nicole, let's talk about real quick, your, your schedule. Okay. And I, I think you ended up, you know, uh, getting to a point where you were starting to, starting to get a little tired this summer. So we ended up taking a break, but what is it about your your work ethic, like, cause you, you, you determine all this stuff, what you do. Now I came with a suggestion, say, Hey, I think you should make 150 shots um, every day. I don't think that was, that was too much, but you've always told me dad, I want to come to the older class. Dad, I want to get with, I want to start lifting weights. Dad, yeah, I want to make the 150 shots. What, what in your mind makes you want to add something else to your plate when it comes to getting better as a basketball player? Well, I feel like the reason I want to do something extra is because I feel like if I'm doing something more than someone else, I'm always one step ahead. Mm. So I feel like like when I want to go to the older girls class, I'm thinking if I play against those older girls now because they're older than me, that'll give me a step ahead. Because sometimes, you know, we will have to play against those girls and I'll have practice and I won't have to freeze up or anything. Like, I already know how to handle it. Mm. Okay. So you're always thinking about an advantage. Trying to gain some type of advantage over, over your competition. Okay. Now, do you think that most kids your age are not doing what you do? Right. Why do, you, why do you think that is? Why do you think that you are so different than everybody else? Well, a lot of kids, they want to do what I want to, they want to do what I'm doing, but they don't have the dedication. Like, they may think, oh, I want to do what Nicole's doing, and then they say they're going to go to the McGee Center at, I don't know, 12, and they're still in the bed watching TV, and it's 3 o'clock. Like, sometimes it's like they want to do it, but they're kind of like, but I really don't feel like it, you know? Mm -hmm. 
it's the want to that it's like you want to do that because you want to be as good like you want to be better you want to do this you want to get better you want to do that but you have to be you have to sacrifice getting up getting ready and going to the gym yes now that want to is important you have to have that want to um, and you have to have that dedication what we talked about earlier. You got to fall in love with it. When you fall in love with it, you'll want to do those, do those things. All right. And my last point of the day, number five, and this is really for the parents and Nicole, I want you to chime in on this. As a parent, you have to be patient. Oh Lord. Yes. Now, Nicole, do you think I'm patient as a dad? Cause I wear two different hats. Me and her talk about this all the time. Yeah. There's times that I'm that I'm her dad, but when we're in the gym, I'm Coach TJ. And she'll even call me Coach TJ sometimes. But when I'm in the gym, I'm, I'm Coach TJ. And then when I'm at home, I'm dad. So there's two parts of this question. Have I been patient as a dad when it comes to your basketball? And have I been patient as a coach? Okay. About the dad you have definitely been patient as a dad like so as a dad we may so at home you're a dad and there are many things that I could like be trying to do or asking you about or maybe I'm struggling with the something and like okay here's an example we love to cook together yep. love cooking he loves cooking and he's teach, he teaches me how to cook a lot of times so let's say maybe I'm helping him cook and it was some liquid I was supposed to pour into the mixture and I poured too much. Like, he's not going to get mad at me. Like, you ruined it. Like, he's going to be patient to be like, okay, now we have to add more of the solids to even it out. Like, he's going to be patient, tell me, because when you're cooking, you're not going to be perfect every time. You're going to need to know how to fix if you mess up. You can't just throw out, like, I'm not going to eat dinner today. I mean, you can't do that. So... The coach part, he is definitely, definitely patient as a coach. Like, so we're just one-on-one training. He may be showing me a new move that he'd like me to try in a game or something. And it may be some type of spin move into a jump shot. I might not get it the first few times. He's not going to be like, come on, you should be able to do this. You do everything else fine. Come on, you need to do this. Like, he's going to be like, close. He's going to be like, that was close. But when you do this, you got to do this instead of this. Like, he's not going to be yelling because I can't do something I've never done before. That's really important for, because sometimes parents, like, they'll, they'll be trying to teach their kid to move. And honestly, any sport and they've never done it before, and they're struggling, you can't get mad at them because they've never done it before. They don't know how Amen. to do it. Amen. But they don't know how to do it, so you can't get frustrated with them because everyone learns at a different pace. Mm. So. Mm. Y'all hear that? Everyone learns at a different pace. And here's the thing that parents have to understand, too. Nicole is Nicole. Your kid is your kid. Nicole is not TJ Jones. 
Nicole is Nicole Jones. So there is a difference. There are things that I could, when I was a kid, I could see a player do something and I can go outside and try to replicate that. And I, I was fortunate enough to be able to pick it up pretty easy. Nicole is the same way. You know, she taught herself how to do a Euro step. We've never worked on that before. She taught herself how to do, she taught herself how to do a step back. We never really worked on that before. Once she started doing it, then I was like, okay, well, let me show you something how to do this, right? Uh, she's been working on a reverse layup. So I give her tips from time to time, but I challenge her to explore the game. Try different stuff. Try a spin move. Try to go behind the back between the legs. You know, fake a spin move. So I give her the, uh, the room to explore and to make mistakes. And I know that if she makes a mistake, it's not the end of the world, right? So um, we have to be patient. We have to understand it's, it's a process and it's gonna take time to develop. So Nicole, that is it for our show. But before we let people go, do you have any extra advice, words of encouragement or tips for any parents that may be listening? When it comes to developing their child, and before you say that, let me say this. I do all the development with Nicole, right? So I'm her coach. I'm one of her coaches. I'm not the only one. I'm one of her coaches. Mom, my lovely wife, who's gonna be listening to this, my lovely wife doesn't do any development with Nicole. Now, she went out in the backyard with Nicole yesterday and recorded her shooting, making a hundred shots. But my wife is not gonna be like, hey, Nicole, snap your wrist or do this with your follow through or you know, drop your hips or get your footwork right. She's not gonna do that. So my point is not every parent is gonna be hands-on like I am. Some parents are gonna have to hire somebody or find a mentor for their child. But during that whole process, you have to learn to be patient. So whether you are the hands-on type or whether you're, you know, just watching from the sidelines, you have to understand uh, how to be patient. So, Nicole, what advice would you give or tips or closing statement you might have for any parents that might be listening when it comes to development with their own child? Well, I do want to say that whether it doesn't matter if you're hands-on or if you hire someone when someone is developing a kid one the first couple of sessions you can't like you kind of just have to throw stuff out there like you can't really say this thing you have to learn how they you have to figure out how they learn what process they learn mm -hmm. like i I learn very quickly. I pick up things very easily. Um, it's very easy for me to learn new skills. And but it's not going to be like that for all kids. Like a lot of times it's hard for kids to learn some th certain things. I just happen to be an easy learner. But a lot of kids are going to learn at their own pace. And sometimes when you're pushing them to learn faster, it's going to make whatever move you're trying to teach them look sloppy. Because they're going to be trying to be like, oh, I have to learn this. And they're not going to learn the technique. Like when you're pushing someone to like, you have to shoot this way. Like you're trying to 
get them to shoot threes when they're not ready, they're going to just throw something up there. It's not going to be pretty. It may go in, but it's still not going to be pretty. And sometimes going in is not what it's all about. Sometimes you have to learn how to shoot. And then, like, when you're learning how to shoot, also, you can't be mad at your child if they're just learning how to shoot and they're missing. You can't be mad at that. Because everyone misses shots. I miss plenty of shots. Definitely miss plenty of shots. And I learned from one of the best shooters I know. So, it's not really, it doesn't matter if you make or miss. Wait, 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 wait. Y'all hear that? Y'all hear what she said? I want to make sure y'all heard that. <laughs> you learned from who? One of the best shooters I know. <laughs> we can end on we can end the show right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead, Nicole. Finish up. <laughs> but I did learn from one of the best shooters I know, and it really matters of the process of learning how to shoot. You can't speed the process up or it'll just be ugly i mean you you can try to speed them up like when you catch it you have to lift it up sooner you have to shoot it a little sooner you can't hold it for too long like that's fine but if they don't know how to shoot at all you have to slow down be patient and teach them the mechanics or else they're going to keep shooting the wrong way well not necessarily wrong way but they're going to have a few mechanical problems with their shot and then when they're junior high or high school gonna have to go back and fix that all over again and it's a lot easier to fix someone shooting when they're young than when they're a teenager so that's all I gotta say all right Y'all, that is it for our show. Miss Nicole, I have really enjoyed you being on my show. Well, thank you. We might have to have you back on again because, you know, sometimes parents don't learn from other parents, but they can learn from a kid, right? So a kid coming in here talking about, hey, we don't like it when you do this, this, and this. They may be speaking up, you may be speaking up for another kid that doesn't know how to say it to their parents that, hey, I don't like it when you make me get up at the butt crack of dawn and go run two miles and then. Yeah, and I get that. Like sometimes it's hard, like your parent or whoever's training you is working so hard, they're trying to get you better. You just don't know the right words of telling them, I'm tired of this, I don't want to do it anymore. Like you just, you don't know how to say it. Like some kids are like, I don't want to hurt your feelings. You're doing all this, that, and other for me, trying to get me to do this. But sometimes it's like, I'm just not enjoying myself. Like that's why one of the reasons it's so hard for kids to tell their parents when they want to quit a sport. Well, I'll tell you this. I've already played my basketball. I enjoy playing basketball. I love it. If you came to me today and said, daddy, I don't want to play basketball anymore. I would be very disappointed because I think that you are a great basketball player. You have a lot of potential. And I would ask you if you were sure. And then if you say, yeah, you know, I'm sure, I would probably say, okay, let's take a couple of days to think about it. And then if you came back and said, yeah, dad, I don't want to play no more. I'd be like, okay, well, what is it that you want to do? Because you're not playing for me. I love watching you play, but you're not playing for me. You're playing for yourself. 
So if you told me today, you know what? I don't want to go to Coach Rob no more. I don't want to make 150 shots no more. I just want to go to – me and you could just go to the gym one day a week. I mean, we go one day a week. Or if you told me you didn't want to go to the gym no more, then we won't go anymore. Um, so, you know, I, I let my – I let Nicole dictate her own workout schedule and regimen. I don't dictate. I don't tell her what she what she has to do. I give suggestions. I tell her, hey, if you do this, then this can come of it. But it, ultimately, it comes down to her and what she wants to do. All right. So, Nicole, again, I appreciate you um, for coming on the show. I appreciate you giving us. I appreciate you giving us some insight. Um, and for anybody that's out there that wants to follow Miss Nicole on Instagram, Nicole, won't you tell everybody your? Do you know your Instagram handle? Of course I do. Um, so Instagram is Nicole Tyler Ten, and yeah. Nicole Tyler Ten. If you're on Instagram, and she posting different things on her on her page and on my story a lot of and on stories. yep and on the stories um so you can follow her on instagram at nicole tyler 10 uh you can also follow me on instagram and twitter I was just at nbnbball that. at nbnbball if you have any questions about skill development or if you're a coach that needs assistance with putting together a skill development program for your team please send me an email to info at tjonesfirm.com. That's info, that's I-N-F-O at T-J-O-N-E-S-F-I-R-M.com. Um, last thing before I let you go, I am now scouting for Prep Girls Hoops. And if you have an event that needs coverage, uh, let me know. Um, I'd I love to come out, cover it, and, and do some articles on, on your um uh, on your event, on your tournament, you know, it may be a combine, whatever. Um, just send an email to info at tjonesfirm.com. I, I get those emails all the time. They come to my phone, so I check them on the regular. And that is it. Miss Nicole, we signing off. Thanks all again right. for tuning in. Until next time, thank you. God bless. Bye.